0: Well, these are exciting Woo! times. Yeah, these are exciting times for the Warrior Next Door podcast. Uh, for those who had a chance to listen to the Bill Parker episode, uh, that series focused on a local veteran in Ryan's yeah. community in a Tulsa area named Bill Parker, part Choctaw Indian, and one of the first men and on a Omaha cowboy. Beach. He's a, a cowboy. cowboy. That's right. A cowboy. He's cowboy first, <laughs> everything else second, third, and fourth. And what's interesting is by doing this uh, in, this, this series with Bill Parker, um, so certain things have transpired that's going to uh, allow us to uh, to do something that that is really really cool. So Ryan, could you share with the audience how our interview uh, with Bill Parker has actually allowed us to? Um, uh, I don't know, partake in something that's historical.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we we um, found out earlier this year that Bill is being invited back to Normandy to visit Omaha Beach, a place that he has not been to since he landed there on June 6th, 1944, with the 116th Infantry Regiment. Um, He's going back with uh, Peter Plank, who is the head of a aerial demonstration team that does a lot of paratrooper jumps over Normandy, over Lafayette Manor, near St. Mary Every year, he's done— but To basically memorialize this, correct? That, that's correct. Well, um, one of the things that Tony and I are really excited about is that we've been invited to accompany Bill back over there, um, kind of as his uh, part of his entourage— to be there for Bill and to help out, um, you know, this is going to be a big, big deal for him uh, to go back to a place that he really didn't want to go back to until recently. And the reason why he is going back is he he got a, a a trip to Bastogne last fall, and he never really fought in the Battle of the Bulge during his time. He was kind of on the northern flank of it, kind of a little bit out of the running with it. But he was invited over there, and he was treated with such uh you know, excitement and genuine appreciation by the people of Belgium that he was told, look, you should really consider going to Normandy because uh, you're going to be treated 10 times more favorably than you were even in Bastogne. Um, And so that really convinced him to consider it. And he is going back and we're going along with him. So what we're going to do, my family and Tony's family, we're going to fly over there. We're going to be, arriving in Normandy the week, around June 1st, the the week of D-Day. And we'll be staying in the Normandy region. And we're going to be shadowing Bill throughout his trip there in that part of Normandy. So we'll be staying uh, in an area called, uh, near this town of Hemavez, where there's a chateau. um, And it has its own history. And we will allude to that whenever we get back from our trip. We're going to be doing some series work on all this. Um, but we'll be spending some time with Bill. We'll be going to the American Cemetery. We'll be going to Omaha Beach with him. Uh, we'll be going doing a number of things. The reason we're sharing this with you is because we're going to need to take a couple of weeks off from our regular production
0: schedule for the Warrior Next Door podcast. So by the time that you hear this, uh, we'll have already been in Normandy. We are going to, as Ryan already said, shadow Bill We're also going to document a lot of the places that Bill's going to try to get his commentary on some of his remembrances. And there may be some of the um, content that we collect there that we're going to be able to share on the podcast while we take just a really brief hiatus. But we wanted to share with everyone how much we appreciate our listeners our listenership has grown significantly over the seven months that The Warrior Next Door has started. We are not ending this thing. This is going to be a major <laughs> reboot. We're going to add additional yep. content that, uh, quite frankly, can't be replicated anywhere else when you have an individual who fought on D-Day and were there to kind of record some of his recollections uh, being able to do that. And so Ryan and I are both really excited about that.
1: Yeah, so then after the, the, the Normandy portion of the trip, Uh, Bill's going to be flying back to the U.S., but Tony and I and our families are going to be traveling on up to the Battle of the Bulge region, to Bastogne, and to Wilts Luxembourg, where we're going to be doing um, some more tracing of history. Uh, My wife's grandfather fought in the 44th Combat Engineers in Wilts Luxembourg at the outbreak of the Battle of the Bulge. He fought there. He was captured there. It was a POW. And so we're going to be going back there and retracing his footsteps and when we get back to the U.S., we're going to uh, take a bit of time to adjust to the jet lag, <laughs> right. but also see what we've got. And Tony and I are going to be starting things back up with our series on July 4th. And it's not an accident. And that's July not an accident. July
0: 4th, people, into freaking Pendant's Day. That's a great time <laughs> to relaunch this thing. And we've already got some content in the can. But please continue, Ryan.
1: Yeah. So what we'll do is uh, at that point, we're going to be kicking off uh, a series. Um, featuring P-47 pilot and CBI, China-Burma-India theater veteran, yeah, Ken Thomas. He flew P-47s, as I mentioned. And Tony, can you tell us just a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, so Ken Thomas was amazing. For those who've been listening to our podcast, you may have heard the Edward Patterson series. That was really an officer's view of what was going on in a very important but little-known theater called the China-Burma-India theater, the CBI. Well, Ken Thomas a little different. He was an officer, but he was a fighter pilot. And he flew in P-47s, the glorious Thunderbolt, the Jug, the Big Pig, and he did some amazing work to support the Allied effort to retake the Burma Road that was taken by the Japanese shortly after Pearl Harbor. But it gets better than that. Because not only are we going to feature Ken Thomas, but Ryan was able to make connections with the Oklahoma Air National Guard. Everybody has some really special guests on that podcast, which include, and I'm just going to say their names now, a bit of foreshadowing, Technical Sergeant Nick Lasher, and Major John, quote-unquote, Oscar, that's his call name, (laughs) Nowakowski. Uh, Oscar, or John Nowakowski, is a F-16 fighter pilot who served two tur- tours in Iraq supporting ground troops there. So what you're going to hear when we launch the Ken Thomas interview is you're going to hear a comparison and a, a contrast between the earliest days of using fighter planes uh, to support troops on the ground to what we were just doing a few years ago. And we're going to compare the equipment. We're going to compare the tactics, the training, we think that you guys are going to really enjoy this. And we think it's very apropos, I've been waiting all day to say that word, to be able to, right after we get back from D-Day, uh, kick it off with a really compelling series.
1: And what's interesting is, you know, what does a P-47 pilot have in common with an F-16 pilot? Well, actually, there's yes. quite a bit of overlap. So it's going to be really interesting for you to see the parallels between what they did back then and what they're doing today. Um, so we got a lot of other stuff coming up later this year. Uh, we're we're actually going to be featuring a um, a series from a perspective of the German Hitler Youth perspective. Uh, we Tony and I were f- really fortunate to interview um, a, a lady here in the Tulsa area named Marta Strack, and she was a Hitler Youth during World War II. And my goodness, what a story she has! I cannot wait to get into that. Tony and I think it's one of the most compelling interviews we've ever been allowed, we've, we've ever participated in, really. I mean, as a listener,
0: have you ever wondered, if you're a student of history and if you're listening to this podcast, you must be to some degree. Yeah. Have you ever wondered what it was like to be on the receiving end of the Allied bombing campaign? Have you ever wondered what it was like to be uh, a, 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 a civilian that um, underwent the... Um, The Nazification of Germany to go from a democratic republic to a national socialist one. Have you ever wondered what happened to these civilians when the war ended? What was their perception of the Allies when they occupied their town? Well, guess what? Marta's going to tell you. And when you get a chance to watch the YouTube video, the full, uncut, raw video of Marta telling her stories, it is amazing. This woman. Is hardcore. She's like five foot one and scarier than hell, (laughs) and amazing storyteller. And she has seen some things that I hope and pray we as a society never sees again. (laughs) And when you get a chance to listen her stories, I think you would be like, "Holy crap!" So that's what it looked like on the other side.
1: Well, and what I thought was amazing, and and we'll get to this more when we get to her series. But just right up front, the how she described how they went about. Handling the education of the young children, how it went from, you know, from being a regular school, public school education to being a Nazi education. And when that all changed and and she and she was drawing parallels to at that time when we interviewed her, the Ukraine war had just broken out with Russia. And she had a lot to say about that. So there's a lot of interesting things that are going to be in this episode, this series.
0: There there are. It it is going to be epic. And uh, we have so much amazing content to share throughout the rest of the year, including some additional things that uh, Ryan's going to foreshadow as well. yeah,
1: yeah. so we've we're you know we we are featuring Marilyn Walton right now in the Harold Dunn series where we're gonna try to continue doing that to a certain degree with with other uh, subject matter experts. And we've got an author that we're speaking to right now. We'll announce that whenever we've got it all secured and we've got a date. Um, and then one last thing, I'll back on Bill Parker. Um, when we get back, whenever Bill gets back from Europe, uh, he is going to be the subject of a episode of Operation Outdoor Freedom. There is a, a series that's on Discovery Channel, I believe, that airs um, usually early mornings on cable. And what they do is they 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 have veterans on that are suffering from PTSD, and they go out and they do some sort of an outdoor activity like fishing. And they will um, let the veteran kind of talk about his experiences, but just do it in an outdoor relaxing setting. Well, uh, we actually got in touch with the the people that run that show, and they're coming here at the end of June to do a show on Bill Parker. Ah. And hopefully it will center around his cowboy life, (laughs) and it will center around – his love of horses i think that's what they're going to be doing
0: yeah
1: um so look for that we will let you know whenever that um, episode gets scheduled to be aired and everyone can tune in and see bill live in the flesh talking about what he knows best which are horses and breaking horses and roping calves
0: <laughs> oh man that dude is awesome oh i got a quick <laughs> story i want to share the audience about bill so we had a a shindig at Ryan's Green Barn, and if you go to our Facebook site, just type in the Warrior Next Door, it'll pop right up. You'll see a video that shows people where we produce most of our podcasts in Bixby, Oklahoma. It's a um, it's an outbuilding, much, a very large one that uh, that Ryan has on his property, and it's amazing. It's like a sound studio. Well, Ryan had a shindig there several months ago when Bill Parker was invited with a few of his friends and we had some Irish music, live Irish music jamming Mm -hmm. and a a bunch of people here having drinks, having fun. And this, this attractive young lady uh, took a liking to, uh, to Bill. She really appreciated, um, you know, his, uh, his, his service Uh, she was a World War II, uh, history buff and she liked hearing what he had to say. And I think one of the funniest things that she said to him that night, and this has to do with him going back to D-Day for the first time, she asked him if, you know, he landed on the Normandy beaches and he's like, yeah, I did. I was on Omaha beach and whatnot. And she goes, so how many times have you been there? And he goes, ma'am, I've only been there once. <laughs> and she felt so bad. She's like, Well, duh, yeah, of course you've been there once. You landed on Omaha Beach. You went to Normandy. But, you know, I think what she meant to to articulate was, you know, have you been back? And he hadn't. And now he is. And I feel honored to do so. And I believe, Ryan, that we've also been solicited to to share our video footage. We've got That's our right. video recording equipment coming, and could you kind of share with the audience uh, what that looks like as well?
1: Yeah, so whenever we're in Normandy with Bill, we're going to be videotaping and interviewing a lot of people. Whoever will let us interview them, we will talk to. We're going to be videotaping and interviewing Bill, as long as we're not being too intrusive with him, of course. And – um so, uh, what we'll be doing is with all that footage, uh, the people from the Discovery Channel from this show have asked for us to provide any of this footage with them. So, you may see some rather, uh, you know, jittery video from our, <laughs> our, our our trip to Normandy that ends up in this uh, that ends up in this show and everything. Because it'll be done, like I said, just a few weeks after Bill's there. And so, um, it'll be real fresh in his mind and it'll be a great fall. It'll be a great show that they'll do after him having gone over there just a few weeks prior to that.
0: Yeah. So, so in summary, what we want to share with you, our ever growing audience that we appreciate ever so much is, uh, we're going to, you know, after seven months of this, almost eight months and over 50 episodes and really hitting it hard, we just, we're going to take a few weeks off to, um, to celebrate some of the, uh, memories that Bill had Uh, and memorialize them and then we'll be back to our production schedule Uh, so hang in there thank you for listening if you have any friends or family who you think might be interested in uh, listening to a podcast about veterans from uh, the people who actually interviewed them and got to know them at a personal level not just somebody they picked from some archive or some book but we have a relationship with these people. We appreciate them, and if you like hearing the historical commentary and context we provide, then for the love of all things holy, share them with your family and <laughs> friends. Uh, go to any podcast site uh, that you um, that you you know it, it, enjoy this particular medium. Please subscribe. That means everything to us. That allows us to yeah. do more of the things that we're talking about. Share more with you. Uh, uh, the audience and, uh, and know that when we come back from this trip, uh, we've got a lot of really cool things in the hopper. We can't wait to share them with you. Thank you for listening. Absolutely.
1: All right. Well, Hey, yeah. Did you have something you want to say? No, that's it. Sign us out Holmes. All right, dude. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, please come back in a couple of weeks and we're going to kick off the second half of the year with um I think a hot stretch of series that's going to be really awesome. So once again, thank you to everyone out there listening for all of your comments and support. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you on July 4th. <coughs>